Hello? One? Two? Is this thing on? Great. What's up? I'm Powerfuse, a retired goblin sapper in Warcraft Arclight Rumble. Someone paid me to tell you about this channel, Arclight Insights, and I never say no to money. These guys have podcasts, guides, interviews, PvP tournaments, you name it. <laughs> You've got what you need here. All those marvelous creations are engineered by the folks at the explosive Prisoners of War Guild. So, if you like their mumbo jumbo, subscribe to the channel. <laughs> I did. I might even like it. Well, gotta go. Time is money, friend. Keep it real. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Arclight Insight Podcast. I am Trixie, joined today with Spanner and Gora. How are you guys doing this morning? I'm well, thank you very much. I hope you're doing well as well, Trixie. So I believe this is episode 10. Actually, it was a quiet week at work. I can't say that uh, I'm too tired right now. <clears throat> been uh, obviously a very active week for the community, as we will discuss in the episode. Uh, but everything is fine personally, and uh, I'm very happy as well with the with uh, some hype in the community. Did you have a good week as well, Gora? Yeah, my week was pretty good. So my puppy is I got for my uh, to help with my work as a sheepdog, and she had her first herding experience this week, and her natural instincts seemed very strong, and she did very well. So that's nice to see and promising, and she'll be getting some more sheep work in this coming week as well so we full-on training the puppy mode now for herding sheep That's sounds cool. actually like a lot of fun yeah yeah she's coming along really nicely she listens well and probably the main issue is she just gets so excited about working that it's hard to get her to stop <laughs> can't imagine what that's like but, no me neither yeah so Today we have some very fun things to go over. The nice wave of beta invites is hitting the community from Blizzard's most recent contest. And we're going to just go into the general state of the game since we really haven't had a patch in a while. But there's a lot of things starting to um, ramp up. I guess the most important thing that's big news right now are the beta invites. So yeah, there were 200 beta invites given out. That adds a decent amount to the beta and just increases the community, especially for the in-game players once they unlock PvP. What about you, Spanner? What do you think about the new uh, invite wave? Yeah, it was fun. It was fun to see the excitement in the um, official and official Discord. Um, people were counting the hours. They were actually almost putting timers on the screen with uh, their perception of what was the deadline based on the, the the information they provided regarding the, the better deadlines um lots of people hopeful lots of people a bit concerned and uh oh, this will never happen to me i will never get it get the uh, better invites and stuff like that um then there was a very um exciting moment when Aestra came out and she said i'm starting now to send the invites keep an eye on your email so a lot of people went crazy there, and um, and it was good to see some some guildies getting it, like Togar, my lord, and uh, probably a few others. I have noticed that some people they seem a bit reserved. It's like they don't want to come out just yet, and and I for two hundred people, I didn't see too many people in Discord saying that they got it. So I think some people are kind of 
maybe doing some work in the in the uh, backstage but we'll see and um and it was cool um gora did you uh what do you think will be the immediate effect of these 200 people coming in uh, in terms of what you see in the, when you log into the game and what you see to discord in general well probably the first thing i'll be noticing is that taiga won't be spamming builds into discord anymore for people to try out he'll be trying out them himself <laughs> so that'll be interesting to see what he can come up with because he certainly has a lot of ideas and it'll be interesting to see how he finds the game from uh, all the theory crafting he's done to actually being able to test his theory theories into practice so it'll be interesting to see what he thinks of the game from the months he spent theory crafting to actually now getting his hands onto it um pvp we'll probably see a drop in number of people playing against bots and it should be an increase of actual player versus player and obviously the new players will struggle until they get to 30 skulls and start getting their talents unlocked i think in a lot of cases so it'll be interesting to see how often a person can win with no talents or a few talents against a person who's playing playing for longer with all their talents that should be some pretty good data for blizzard to work into their matchmaking system there's also the aspect of they just don't have units unlocked i have noticed a lot of names that are brand new to me in pvp and even that, that too even with talents which they obviously don't have access to yet you know i'm, I'm seeing someone play you know griffin rider and then the troll and then obviously one of the leaders they got for free and it's just like yeah. these are very these are obviously the weaker free units you get like they're not bad units you know as it is but there's definitely outclassed by stronger units you you, know, you buy later you unlock that have talents so it's definitely a lot more one-sided in pvp right now yeah i also have seen i have seen more null brutes in the last 48 hours than I've seen for the previous uh, seven weeks, I think. I've been in bed. <laughs> Null Brutes and Dark Spear Trolls, for sure. I even saw a couple of Chain Lightnings as well. Five or six different names in a row that I haven't seen before, so which is a very good sign for the state of the game in general. And obviously more people means more feedback, which is, you know, usually never a bad thing, especially now they're getting a lot more feedback on a bigger scale for the new player experience, which is very important for retention. One thing as well that I've seen that might have been missed because it, um, I don't think it was pins or anything like that. At least I didn't see it. Uh, was that Aestra came out uh, and she said, guys, do you have any ideas for the next contest to put uh, for the next better wave? And I think uh, D2 Max, which is one of our community guests in our guild discord, I think he suggested people to write some sort of resume, like, like to give a bit of their gaming background and why they will be good beta testers for the game. And as part of the contest application rather than just a battle cry and uh, I think she she said oh that's a good idea so maybe the next contest so first of all it's pretty much confirmed we will have another better wave coming because <laughs> otherwise she wouldn't be asking people to suggest how people should uh, enter this time in what format and secondly I think this will be a way better I know that is 
much more it requires much more hard work for them to actually read a resume why you will be a good beta tester rather than read a battle cry but definitely this will improve the quality of the people coming in it will be less random and you will actually have more substance in terms of okay this guy is worth giving him access because there is evidence here <clears throat> that they will be uh, good beta testers based on their history and their passion for the game i wonder if they do keep a list of people who have gotten into other betas for blizzard like oh this was our you know our starcrafter i guess i had tested all the diablos he might enjoy this i wonder if there's obviously this is pure speculation but i wonder if that's something that's always been um is in their files somewhere i have confidence that um, as we go forward there will there will be less randomness and there will be more hopefully more targeted access to better to people that you know will bring nice feedback and and be really active and test the later game content rather than just give up at 30 or 40 skulls yeah that is very true especially with all these new people this is actually a good chance to go into the state of the game itself there's a lot you know again 200 plus you know whenever more get added that's a lot of people coming in that need to actually get to end game you know get to your 30 skulls to get talents get to your last skull done to get to really the area you can even attempt to even think about anixia and there's you know as we've discussed in several previous episodes there's a lot of walls you hit so this is maybe a good chance for blizzard to get a lot of feedback on the leveling experience in mass 100%. So already kind of dipping our toes on the next uh, topic of the podcast. Uh, Gora, do you think that the current, like uh, now we had the new wave of beta e entries, they are pretty much testing exactly the same thing as the previous people. Um, do you think that the current beta is already optimal or do you think maybe people should be they should have uh, have some accounts with certain conditions testing the game in a way, some diversity. What do you think, Gora, about that? Would you put the new wave of people having exactly the same conditions or would you add some variation to the way that the systems work for each better participant? I would let the new wave of invites start from f at fresh and experience the game like they would on day one of release and then later on once you get to you know you like your 65 skulls even you have the option to add a play with everything unlocked all your minis all talents unlocked to be able to test and uh different builds different combinations um like there was recently just a bug found with the warsong raider with one of the talents and the mini isn't played that very often and then you know the chance of someone playing a talent with a mini that's not played very often is extremely low so just finding bugs with outlying minis that don't get a lot of play or in general people that don't see a lot of value in those minis currently just because you know it's it's like oh well i could play this mini that's a lot better overall but there might be a niche that for minis that aren't played very often that nobody's really figured out yet and also again this is literally something i kind of already got into and alluded to once you get so far in the game um you really just it becomes a bit of a grind and 
having more units unlocked, even if it's at a maybe 45 skulls. Like, at that point, you've put, at least for beta purposes, a good amount of commitment into the game to say, okay, I've had this far, you know, here's a nice little reward. Here's, you know, maybe not even all units, maybe just X random units unlocked with talents, which means you've gotten minis caught up to some levels plus the two free levels for talents and it gives them a chance to experiment a little bit more especially going back to you know some older levels they just you have mail because they didn't have that one unit or that one talent to really help i think that'd be a very uh good direction at least for the you know for beta obviously when the game actually releases that'd be a very weird choice to make yeah i agree with what both of you said one thing as well that i we don't know how long beta is going to be before the soft launch but I always thought there is a risk that uh, the restrictions on kind of the units we we are testing, it can create an unbalance later in the game. And what I mean by it is, let's say, for example, uh, Warsong Rider, like we were just talking. Um, it is a decent unit, but let's be honest, I, I haven't seen a lot of people using it. Uh, we don't really know what they do in PvE, many people, but we at least in PvP we can see the decks there. Uh, people are using. So, what if then the philosophy is, oh, Warsong Raider is not very utilized, we need to make it stronger, we need to make it more appealing, maybe let's add some damage, let's uh, let's give in a very strong fair talent. And then if these things don't get tested enough uh, earlier on, then they might take the risk of uh, launch launching the game in with a soft launch, and having overpowered units just by virtue of them not being appealing earlier and being overcompensated by it. So I actually like uh, what Trixie said there, give them a reward maybe with random units with the higher high levels, because giving random units to players will automatically increase the chances that less played units will be played rather than having people just pick up every single unit in the in the game because everybody's just going to look at fieldsy and others and say oh let me get some well pegs let, let me get some mountaineer or a killbor or drake or something like that um you know give people some chain lightnings and vultures and stuff like that because maybe maybe there is something we can do with them but we need to get them in in play otherwise we won't see the synergies and and how to um balance those numbers a bit better I don't know how you guys see that. Kind of related to that, and it's a little bit to the side of the same conversation. But let's just say there are certain units like the the Warsong Rider that's really it's not going to see a ton of, at least right now we we haven't seen a ton of PVE action. But it has some temporary uses for PvP. I wonder, and this is something I really hope they don't do, is balance the game with two different sets of stats, where unit A has X stats in PvP and unit B has X stats in PvE because it's just completely worthless in one of the two, and they're like, oh, let's try to make it good for both. I think there are some units, for a lack of better words, that's just a sacrificial pawn, that it's it's gonna it has to be bad in one because it can be okay in other and if it's too good in one it's gonna automatically be too good in the other and that's another chance like you said and like I said earlier give people random units let them try them out and that way there's just more feedback in general because you know Warsong Raider with a little bit better stats just maybe to 
catch it up a little bit or maybe a new talent comes in that who knows gives it you know pack for some reason and with a second smaller wolf to follow it could really push it over too far and then without realizing it something even with a different unit something similar could happen make it a little bit better in pvp with a new talent and suddenly it solos anixia for some weird reason just the way it sets up like fire hammer there's a few pve bosses that it outranges by pick a couple pixels well you know give it a talent to give it a little more range and suddenly it's going to outrange almost every pve boss and it's suddenly easy mode and oops there there goes the campaign so with the like yeah they could just like give a random unit with all the talents unlocked just make that unit the least played mini in the game or the least five you know in the bottom five or something and that will boost the um play people that play with those minis probably quite a lot you know and then you can get some more data and feedback on those least played minis it's also beta so we could wake up one morning and warsong raider could just have a giant cannon on its back you you know it's beta things can happen and change a lot i'm expecting eventually we're gonna should be seeing a pretty big patch soon i'm very surprised there haven't been smaller change patches oh this unit has seen two percent of play and everything else is around you know 30 percent or higher let's change it let's make some changes let's you know take advantage of we have beta right now we're not in the middle of a big competitive scene and blizzard's like let's change him he's no fun let's let's give him a hat you know what i mean yeah yeah i think we haven't seen any like uh just smaller balance changes yet because they're still working on actual producing content i think that would be at their forefront to you know pr primarily get the raids out get that into testing you know balance is probably one of the easier things to do because it's, you can just tweak the numbers instead of having to create you know like a whole new dungeon or raid new bosses new mechanics etc yeah i agree just looking at the game real quick i, I won't take much of the time but uh, identifying quickly i can see stuff like dark iron miner i can see living bomb defias bandits chickens vultures polymorph null brute spiderlings prowler i'm talking about units that almost nobody plays banshee uh ghoul banshee uh, War, really? I don't see I don't see many play much play sorry with the banshee I don't know about you guys but I very rarely see a player using this the ghoul and the uh, warsome grants all that like there's maybe like maybe nine eight or nine units that I mentioned I think at this stage of beta we sh we should be seeing them more often like or at least them coming out and say guys we have noticed you are not using dark iron miner a lot but tell tell us is very useful in this condition or this condition so keep an eye like wink let people know the philosophy behind adding that unit and what kind of synergies they had in mind to justify the utilization of the unit or if they don't have a way to defend the underutilization then maybe it means it's time to buff those stats a little bit honestly though that would be a very interesting maybe like a blog post from blizzard you know some insights on why they made a certain unit 
Like we can, you know, it's pretty obvious what you can imagine why the Banshee was made. That's it's, yeah, yeah. it has one thing. It's pretty easy to tell. But then, you know, maybe some insights on uh, why did you give the Huntress this talent and this talent, or why did you even put Spiderlings in the game, or who who asked for this, or like you know, they're like, oh, here's a Warsong Raider. Here's what we thought it was gonna do, mm-hmm. and no one's done this, and people who have tried it have just failed because you know certain units just invalidate it like the talents obviously you can kind of see where they were going for the talents they're definitely made a unit designed to either take a tower or assist in taking towers but right now tower damage is so low if there's just an armored unit hitting a tower the tower is just going down maybe that'll change in the future when towers can maybe get some changes get some more levels um maybe some this is something i just kind of thought about towers can get talents that would be something to really mix up pvp um maybe your home tower your home base can get special effects so there's obviously a million things that can change but some insights on why they added certain units or talents could be very very insightful just in general i like that i like the idea of towers with talents that is that is so cool because it it would add a completely new layer of depth to the game I was thinking with, um, like, feedback, you know, like uh, players giving feedback. Uh, it's also nice to see feedback from the devs, and uh, the way that I like that in here is a storm patch as well, there's a little short blurb from, like, a developer note of why we're changing this hero, or what we've done, what we were thinking about the rework, you know, if it was a full rework for the hero. And they would go into more detail of, you know, be quite a long paragraph in some cases. And then other times it was just like, oh, Artanis's, you know, W ability was overperforming. We're just tuning it down a little bit and we'll see how the numbers go um, between now and the next patch. So that was like really nice to see. It's just like you can understand where the developers are coming from and how they're planning to make their game. And then that will help the players understand and then provide feedback around the direction that the devs want to take their game. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I agree, I agree with that, Gora. They, uh, I mean, it only takes them a few seconds to add a, a sentence or two about why they make the change in the patch notes. It will actually it will uh, minimize people getting upset with any changes because they will have an insight into. Why? Obviously, it was too strong. We uh, reduced damage by ten percent. Obviously, that's like a straightforward one. But some of them are a bit like in terms of talents, for example. Some of them they are a bit less obvious in terms of understanding the changes. Like for example, uh, I, I I would need to look at the patch notes nine point zero point two two. But okay, let's say the shaman. Uh, probably not the best example. Like. Uh, we have changed the shaman uh, from having AOE earth shield that would last uh, whilst the shaman was alive to a one unit earth shield, but it persists through the death after the death of the shaman. Yes, okay. Just give us a sentence on to why, like so people understand the impact that the previous talent was having on the game and what they are trying to fix by making the change 
This way people will accept the changes better, they will be buying in with the philosophy of the development team, and they will increase the overall community understanding of the game. Based on the mechanics, people will yeah, people will just generally understand the game better if they have access to the way of thinking from the development team. And let's be honest, it you're you're not really disclosing anything that you shouldn't be disclosing. It literally uh, take you 10 seconds to type a couple of sentences and uh, that's it. And everybody benefits from it. And it makes the community feel appreciated because they are getting some insights into the um, process of game developing, which will make it exciting for them as well. So, yeah, I think we are all on the same page with that here. <laughs> Another good time for them to do that is let's just say, and I would, be, I would be very surprised if we don't see any new units or heroes by launch. But let's say a new unit comes out, you know, uh, I can't, I'm trying to go through everything in Blizzard I've ever seen or known. I'm like, what would be a good unit? I have no idea. But let's just say something simple like a human archer comes out. Just generic guy. And he comes out with two talents. Well, t one talent does this, and Blizzard's like, okay, here's our newest unit. Here's our insights on this. He has this talent. And then his second talent is deals uh, more damage, much like how the Huntress deals extra damage to Frost, one of her talents extra damage to taunt units and we have x unit with taunt and this unit with ta its taunt talent and you know here's some synergy we've thought about you know in advance and we'd like future units to have synergies with old units to get to encourage play on lesser picked units or lesser picked talents so maybe they're just playing you know 4d chess and we're just over here just playing checkers so as we kind of talked about earlier and was brought up a lot there's obviously a new wave of players and we're expecting sometime soon just pure speculation, of course. A nice either big balance patch or a new content patch, whether it's content for the guilds, maybe some more areas, a new raid, co-op, something, something, something. But now a lot of players just came in, so now the question is, you think Blizzard's going to be waiting a little bit longer, not so much pushing the patch back, but trying to get some player feedback from all these new, new faces, new ideas, just a whole wave of new content to these new players so they're just experiencing it for the first time wait for some more feedback or do you think they should go ahead and just push the next patch in after people have gotten 10 or 15 skulls that could really just really shake up what they're doing completely what do you think i'm gonna wait a... to see what gora says and then i'm gonna say i agree with him <laughs> um, <laughs> i think they should just push patches once they're ready and like you know, there's a lot of players that have had beta for a while now, so they'll be straight into the new content. But then the players that have just recently gotten in, it'll be interesting to see how much quicker, like, if they make like a change to how XP's gained, will those players level up faster than the players before? Now, is it going to be too fast, too slow, or just right? You know, they can gauge that off the new players coming in. To help tweak the leveling speed. So, uh, so Gora, do you think they should be waiting, uh, give, give people more time, this new wave of, but the, they should have longer to experiment before they put the content patch out to give a chance to, um, up, like, change the content patch, or do you think they just just put it out there immediately and then, what what do you reckon? Just put it out there when it's ready, when the patch is ready. You know, the, the devs are happy that it's at a good state. They've done their internal testing on it, of course. Then it's like, okay, we'll release it. 
we'll update the beta and we'll let the players have at it and see what they find, how they interact with the changes and you'll have a wide range of players uh, in the progression of the game to then see how the patch affects everyone over a broad spectrum. Because once the game releases, there's going to be new players joining the game like all the time. So it'll be interesting. To, it'll be good data for them, I think, to be able to see where new players fit into an existing player base. Because that's always, an, you know, like uh, I think a prime example would be like EVE Online, if anyone knows of that game. Uh, I was watching a video a while ago about it and they had they did a promotional promotion for the game and they had uh, a lot of new players start the game but it's takes a lot of time and effort to get into it um, and so a lot of those players dropped out fairly quickly and it's not the game's fault it just is has a smaller audience that it targets uh, so you want to have your data for new players coming in and then making sure that those new players have a good time and, and stick around. You always want to try and grow your player base and then retain your players. But it definitely is achieving retaining players, um, even without raids. And the raids seem to be where the end game is going to be. Yeah, EVE Online is definitely more of a niche example, but it's a very good example, especially when you said it, I had a years of... Excel spreadsheets, PTSD flashbacks, but it's definitely a hard game to keep retention in, especially when you're going in just by yourself. A lot of games, you know, like World of Tanks, League of Legends, Dota, the, the new player experience is truly the core of the game. You can't have a game live, even as a company big as Blizzard, if you know people just quit playing their new IPs. That's a whole lot of time and money wasted and. You, you got like to have a way to have new player retention and the, the mix is either leveling isn't a slog, even for mobile game standards, or there's a reason not so much to stay at lower levels, but to actually be able to enjoy and have fun at lower levels. Like the, as I kind of just briefly quickly alluded to, like World of Tanks, the new player experience is pretty good because even, you know, even if you've been playing f forever and you have the highest tier tank in your doing at the highest level play which I've, I've done years ago it's honestly still super fun just to go play the super low level tanks and just zip around and have a good time that's a good a good example of player retention when all levels of play are essentially fun which they're kind of doing right now in a way with pvp being everyone's at the same level that really helps you wouldn't want a new player to come into pvp with level five and six and seven units and here come fieldsy with his level 99 Flying dragon. Please don't mention Fieldsy. I get nervous straight away when I hear about his name. I, I just learn if I see him in PvP, I just go make a sandwich and just just let it in quickly. <laughs> there's it's quite not, a few. It's not <laughs> worth it. There's this. Uh, there's a few of them. Like that guy, don't kill me, and that guy, Isaac Toast. The, oh, these they are stuff of nightmares for me. I just those builds they just completely annihilate me all the time. There's a reason I bring AB4 in. It's it's <laughs> for my own protection. <laughs> it gives me a fighting chance. <laughs> I think I think once I took, uh, so, sometimes I take them to overtime, and for me that's like my win. Is when I take them to overtime. 
Oh, I, oh I, I beat Fieldsy once. I beat Fieldsy once. That is my claim to fame. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, um, if I hope you don't mind, like I did just wrote, wrote something quickly here akin of our pre nerf meat wagon, which I'm gonna incorporate as part of the state of the game. And I hope you guys don't mind. I'm just gonna mention some. I, something about the game and I want you guys just to give me a a quick uh, score out of 10 if you don't mind. Is that okay with you guys? Yeah, yeah I, like I like that a lot. Alright, so what we do is alphabetical order. Once I mention something and I want you guys to tell me the first number that comes to your head without too much thinking. Um, uh, we Gora will say the number and then Trixie immediately after. Quick uh, five questions. Yeah. It's not, not really, it's just like I tell you something about the, a component of the game and you give me a, a score out of 10 for the current state of the game related to what I'm saying. Alright, let's start. Tutorial. Mm, 8. Yeah, I'd give it a 7.5. PvP fun. Mm, 6. 8. PvE fun. 7.5. I'd give it a 6. Units balance. Six. Four. Current number of beta testers, including the latest 200. That's a hard one to give a score. Is that a question? I know it's yeah. hard. That's why I wrote it. I don't know. Maybe a seven again. I'm gonna, that may be like a three. There's truly not a lot of beta testers for a game of this yeah, kind. It, oh, it's hard. It's still, you could still say it's early beta, you know. Okay. Monetization. Uh, currently, nine. Yes. I'll give it a seven. I think it'd be done a little bit better. Game visuals. Uh, I'll give it like a nine point five. Yeah, no, I'm definitely giving that a nine. If they've got the, a really good style, then they're sticking to it. Graphics Oops. are good. Uh, it's easier to see each good mini and know exactly what it is at a glance. Okay, and the last one, game sound. Music and sound effects. Oh, I'd probably give it like a nine again. Eight to nine. Yeah, I, I would give it an eight. There's a few sounds and just music in general that could probably have some adjustments. But the fact that you could be looking at your base in someone play unit and you they say their battle cry, you know exactly what it is. That is very huge. Love to know the opinion of the viewers and listeners about this. Let us know if you want to. It will be fun to know if the if you agree with the, their scores relating these components in the game. So kind of on the topic of just things in general, obviously there's a lot of changes that are going to come, going to happen. People are going to be mad about, people are going to like, people are just not even going to care. Me personally, there's something, if I could really make one change right now, and this is something I've talked about to a few different people before, and it's the, one of the core aspects of the game is ways to level the units right now it is truly a grind but i don't know this is something that's probably going to be changed how they're going to do it later quests right now really aren't a good way to level units you really have to go into pvp and just slog your way through and hope you either face a bunch of bots or right now sadly new players because they just don't have units and talents so there really needs to be a change to way to level units even if it's something kind of janky like draining levels from units you're not using to put into units you are to help you get through certain levels or god forbid some sort of change of monetization where 
you know, no one wants to play the game where, yep, here's a $100 bill, max level unit, please. That would be truly awful. But there's got to be some middle ground between excessive monetization and getting your tractor out and just sitting in the fields of PvP. So really a new way or just a better way to level units, to lead, especially get over certain walls, is the biggest change I would advocate for. What do you think, Gora? What about you? Yeah, so um, as listeners all know, I've stopped playing PvP and just doing PvE quests. And it's interesting to see the XP now. Um, so pretty much all my minis are minimum... I think level 17. I think the highest is 21, but I think I've only got one or two at that level. But my minis seem to be leveling up uh, at a more even rate, for sure, because uh, it's XP is being spread out across pretty much my entire roster, where when you play PvP, it just goes to the seven minis you have in your loadout at that time um, so that's where I think a lot of frustrations coming in is PvP is the optimal way to direct XP into the minis you want to level but you might be leveling minis for your Onyxia kill but that comp just doesn't do well in PvP against players that are just playing their PvP comps and having fun that way so it'd be nice to see a PvE way to level Pacific minis up that you want to, instead of your whole roster sort of just, you know, like slowly going up. Benefit though of your whole roster going up together, even though it takes a lot longer, is that you can swap minis in and out more freely without a big detriment to a level gap between them. Uh, so it's easier to test and try different combinations out. But yeah, it's definitely a grind at the moment. I think a lot of issue that I have personally with that is that I know it's a beta and the, it's going to be reset. So it's like, eh, my effort now is not going to be going into... It's going to be reset at some point. Uh, but I think when full release comes out, the, that won't be an issue because, you know, it's like, okay, I can level all my minis up and that will be useful probably at some point in the future uh i hope it doesn't sound lazy but i actually i'm i'm gonna the main thing i want to be changed it's actually the same as uh, gora just mentioned i think i find it a bit strange that pvp is actually the game mode that will target your current units that you are using when in pvp the levels mean less for your progression so it should be if anything should be the other way around if anything is if you are doing quests uh, the xp should be going always to one of the units in your deck because you are grinding that pve deck to be able to beat stuff like onyxia in pvp once you you uh, you have uh, probably level seven whatever it's going to be with the with the valor and the talents what is the purpose of you to keep leveling those that pvp deck there isn't one so it, it is when you are doing pvp that the xp should go to that deck specifically and when you are doing pvp if you want to experience experiment with other things you should give a more random experience maybe 
just to bring that unit just high enough to be able to be included in the in the PvP matches with with the talents and the and the valor. So, but obviously this is a, a a bad way at the moment to entice people to play. I think we probably lost a lot of players because of the current system to level uh, units. The slog between 65 skulls and Onyxia is huge. People take longer to grind between uh, 65 skulls and Onyxia than actually to get to 65 skulls from zero. I think this is wrong. It's very discouraging. The way that the experience is um, distributed amongst, amongst the units, as we discussed earlier in the podcast, it's, it's very random. The experience is very little. Because there are so many minis, it becomes difficult for you to be able to bring them to a high enough level to test them. So, I mean, something's got to change. Unless they want 60% of the new players to the game to give up at 40 skulls. Unless this is their strategy, they need to change something about this. And I hope they, they will, because they are intelligent people. They know what they're doing way better than I do. So I cannot see a reality where they will not adapt the way that the leveling units and experience is currently implemented in the game. I know they also need to take in consideration the implication of not making it too easy to get those dollars being spent in the store. They want people to have walls because this is where people will spend the money. The other day, Tap, I think it was Trixie. He can corroborate his right here. Uh, oh, I wish there was a way to just spend $50 and just get over this wall that I'm having currently with, with my units. This is, I mean, this is part of the strategy, let's, let's be honest. But they shouldn't be doing this at the cost of losing lots and lots of players because they get discouraged uh, from progressing in the game. Yeah, Trixie, I can see you just unmuted yourself. What do you have to say? Yeah, no, yeah, I said that. I, th I think I think that was when I got stuck at like the, the I can't remember who it was. I think like the fiftieth or fifty-first skull wall. And I was just pounding my head at it for like two or three weeks, and eventually, uh, you know, the the free not the free but the the weekly XP books. I finally got enough and got lucky with my units I was wearing at the time to actually just get a, just enough levels to barely beat it and hit the next wall. So yeah, that was probably something I said. Yeah, yeah. So I hope that these new content patches coming ahead will bring content to fill up the gaps in between uh, achieving sixty-five skulls and killing Onyxia. That that's gotta be some interesting stuff there to keep people. Like, why is the PV? Why does the PV campaign feels good? At least to me, it feels really good. Why? Because there is this very gradual steps in between bosses which are sometimes you have some bosses that you need a few tries and you need to grind a little bit there but there is they are very close to each other in terms of okay you clear this uh, you clear the elvin forest so the next area will start at level two because you just you just killed hogger and he was uh, level two so you're gonna go to level two and you're gonna carry on here not like a massive jump in like between <laughs> between Rand and Onyxia, like your your deck needs to be so so much higher between Rand and Onyxia to be able to do it. So this is the time where you lose player base because because even if you spend money in the shop, it wouldn't really help you much in terms of 
bridging the gap bit to be able to do Onyxia. There is nothing in the shop here that will just make you kill Onyxia much faster. There isn't. Give people a chance. Stick some content in between there. Uh, make the make the development of your decks a gradual process along the way without massive gaps in between content. The the inability. Let's be honest. My my um my Drakisaf army level is twenty two point six something like that. There is no way on earth that I can kill Onyxia with that. I mean, I will struggle just to kill the first tower. So I'm passionate about the game, so I'm gonna be there leveling those units. Sometimes it's boring, I confess, so I'm going to be spending the time to grind. How many players out there will realistically grind a deck from like level 20 to be able to, like 28 or so, to be able to kill Onyxia? There aren't many. Definitely the main thing to change is experience and progression in the, the content in terms of deck power versus the content you are facing. I think what Gora and Tap did the actual math on how long, theoretically, and the amount of XP it actually takes, and it was mildly disturbing to say the least how long it would truly take if you just attempted a mass grind on a new deck to get to a Nixia requirement levels of just being able to even do it. Not even if the deck is good enough to do it, just to have the levels to even think about you can do it. Yeah, exactly. Um, look look at Fieldsy. Fieldsy is a skilled player. Everybody here no knows Fieldsy is very good at the game. Nobody will ever dispute that. Fieldsy is an intelligent guy, so he the way he distributed experience with his units was uh, rational with the current state of the game and all that. That man with this skill and knowledge needed 4,000 PvP wins to kill Onyxia. And he got his wins, a lot of his wins came from a time where it was a complete steamroll uh, against bots. It, like you will, you will be like level eight playing against level one bots, and like the vast majority of his wins were against bots. So his win ratio of fields it was probably above ninety five percent easily across the across his uh, history in PvP in the game, and that man needed four thousand PvP wins. Now unless they put they change it and put more content in the middle, there's no way that a regular player will go through that pain progressing in the game. So, yeah, changes need to happen, otherwise we will lose a lot of players in the game. I was just um, thinking, like, when raids come out, be, I'm just so curious to see how they're going to slot into the current, uh, like, daily play or weekly play, or I think raids are monthly, so it's going to be monthly for raids. It's going to be interesting to see where they slot in. Like, are they going to provide like a lot of experience for the team that you play with and complete the raid with, or each boss you kill, you get a big chunk of XP that way for your PV Like, you do PvP, uh, PVE content, you get a large chunk of XP that helps you then progress towards doing the next boss in the raid or the raid in the next month, and then you know, getting closer to Anixia as well. Interestingly like, enough, with this many people coming in, they're going to have a very uh, good stat on retention value as well. That could probably yeah. yield some changes if, you know, 300 people start playing and then within a week they all just aren't. And they're like, hmm, that's a sign. And the yeah. other, like, yeah, and the other, like, sort of limiting factor is gold for getting talents oh, yeah. for your minis. Will raids just be, like, showering gold on you if you completed us? I think, you know, it's like, 
Well done. Congratulations. You beat this really hard piece of content. Here's like 5,000 gold. Have fun. Yeah. One thing as well, just uh, also, like, if there's any devs listening to this, this is my opinion. Do not let people face Onyxia at such a uh, low army level. Like, you can actually... So, the PvE campaign, you are locked from even attempting, unless your deck is powerful enough. So, having people go there and die in 5 seconds against on Onyxia, what is the benefit of that? Uh, it, it's only demoralizing. Remove the ability of people going there and losing in 5 seconds, because this, this will further highlight the grind they will have to go through, and this will discourage people. Make it inaccessible until you are like, I don't know, a certain deck level, at least like 25. Nobody's gonna kill Onyxia before. 25 it's sorry it's not gonna happen it's put not it, dark souls yeah so put it i mean maybe somebody will but i don't think and and, and with this current unit power i don't think it's gonna happen oh well, okay let's say 22 do not make uh, onyxia available before army level 22 because there is no benefit at all and also if you keep it locked you you keep the excitement because people will grind because they want to be able to enter that and see the map and all that and they will able to actually last more than five seconds you know so please re think about removing that because there is no benefit at all from having that fight available so early to for people to even enter there this is my opinion i don't know if you guys agree but i don't see any any benefit for the morale of the players by having that unlocked so early no, no, you're completely right. Even at level 22, like, that's currently, I think, where my army's at majority. I think I went into Aknixia just to kind of just a quick, just to look at it, see where the towers are, see where it is. I blinked and I was knocked back to the main screen. It's, it, it hits, and it's scaled so hard. There's truly, there, there's an argument there to not even allow it to be accessible until you've actually beaten the campaign. Or maybe if they're planning to use it as the testing grounds for co-op, where I can imagine, you know, like Fields, you beat it by himself eventually, but maybe three people at level 20 could maybe have a fair attempt with a lot of coordination. Obviously, we don't know how co-op is going to be utilized, but that's conceptually an idea. And on the in-game note of Anixia, it brings us to the end of our podcast for today. Had a, had a lot of fun today. Went over some good stuff, especially now that we have a lot more players coming in. We're going to have probably a fun next couple weeks seeing all the new player experiences, how they're doing, what they're seeing. You know, obviously everyone has a different experience. It'll be interesting to see what everyone else is seeing or experiencing. But yeah, um, it was a really, really good week and I'm really glad to be here. Yep, so uh, it was nice to see uh, all the beta invites going out and people getting in. Uh, it'll be interesting to see week one, what their thoughts are on early game, and then week two, three, and four, how they're getting on. And seeing if they hit the same walls as we did or different ones. I know that between us, there was a few different uh, maps where I had a lot of trouble and somebody else was like, ah, that was easy. I had trouble on the like fight directly after that, uh, where I found it easy. So uh, I think that comes down to the minis you're using, you're using, and uh, after 30 skulls, your talents as well. Uh, 
super keen to see what raids bring into the game and how it changes the game up. I think it's going to be a big shake-up. So that looks that's something to look, look forward to, and I'm really looking forward to that one. Yeah, I agree with all that. From uh, when it comes to me, I'm not going to be keep keep plugging the the guild and the and the content creators and everything. You guys can easily go out there and find all the information you need about that. Um, but I would like to just say I'm very happy to see these new people in, uh, and I want to say just just a personal reminder, everyone. Uh, always put community first in this game. Like help. Um, we want to see inter-help between upcoming guilds. We want to see people working together for the long-term health of the game. So if there's anything, uh, as a listener viewer of this podcast, if there's anything you can do for the fellow Arclight Rumble gamer, things that benefit everyone else, please take some time to do so because, uh, um, you know, it's it's we all competitive and we want to beat each other in PvP and we, and we want to banter and talk smack about each other and this and that. But in the end of the day, uh, if the game doesn't exist, we, it's bad for all of us. If we if we don't make the game as best as we can, it's bad for all of us. So keep providing that feedback to developers. Keep being nice and friendly to each other in the in the discords and supportive. And when when people come out and uh, and type nice posts uh, that's trying to improve the game and all this. Just say a good line and say, "Oh, thanks for that," or "Oh, nice," or, or like, or interact with them and make people feel appreciated that they are, even though they don't have better access, they are trying to uh, step in and and improve the game. Really show appreciation for people with no better because they are very loyal and they've been here for a while and that they try to be nice people in the community so yeah make make them know that you appreciate them yeah i have a soft spot for people with no better yet and uh because you know i want to see them in and i want to see them enjoying the game and uh yeah and sorry for the long speech uh, trixie final word with you i guess really not much to be added um just you know everyone have a nice safe holiday weekend for those of you in america i i don't think uh Australia or the general Europe has Monday off. Uh, you might. I don't know. I don't think you do. I know Canada uh, doesn't, at least for the couple of the factories I work with. But yeah, for the American to enjoy your nice three-day weekend or the rest of the world, you get back to work. Created on the 8th of May 2022, the Guild Prisoners of War is a force in the Arclight Rumble community. We have a solid structure in place, with the roles of Chieftains, Taskmasters, Elders, and Wolf Riders. Our Discord is always active and our members are friendly, competitive, and knowledgeable. We will always challenge ourselves to compete in all content types in the game. If you think you got what it takes to be one of us, apply to our guild today. All the information you need is available in this episode or in the general podcast descriptions. We are looking forward to having you with us on the battlefield.